There was an idea, Stark knows this, called the Mom CU. The idea was to bring together a cool mom who knows nothing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe to see if she can become something more. To see if she can make sense of these movies to understand the universe that her family already does. This is Heroes of the Mom CU. Greetings, Avengers, and welcome to HQ. You've just entered a much larger and funnier universe. I'm your host, Dad Fury, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Harper the Hammer. Hello. Lily the Sorceress Supreme. Hi. Wren the Black Widow. Howdy. And LK America. I'm hungry. And of course, the star of this new initiative is our hero in training, Laura, a.k.a. Agent Momsen. That's me? That's you. Each episode, we're going to watch one of the MCU movies in chronological order and discuss it as a family, focusing especially on Agent Momsen. Me? That's still you. As she has zero familiarity with this exciting universe. Well, Avengers, we are back. It has been quite a break. We've had a little bit of a Busy season with school starting back, with extracurricular activities happening, lots of life coming at us. But we have heard from several of our fans who said, when is the next episode coming? And we're here for the next episode. So we're going to dive in. And the movie that we are watching tonight is Ant-Man. So right off the bat, Harper, what are any thoughts that you have non-spoilery about Ant-Man? There's this one part that I love a lot that I can't say anything about. Okay. Really? I was I was going to say that too. Renny, Ren, do you remember watching Ant-Man? Do you have opinions and thoughts about Ant-Man? Uh, I only le- remember like tiny bits in the end. Okay, tiny bits in the end. What about you, Laura Kelly? Do you remember anything from Ant-Man? No. You don't? What are you excited to see in Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. You don't know? Black Widow. You're excited to see Black Widow, okay. And then, of course, we come to the hero of our whole story. We come to Mom. Mom, welcome back. Hello. And we're going to jump in because we know Mom doesn't know anything about the movie. And we're going to do what we normally do is we're going to put the poster up. We did tease a little bit and tell her that Paul Rudd was going to be in this movie, which is certainly exciting. Not a bad thing. So as we look at the poster, what are any other people you see, thoughts you have? Is that Stallone? That is not Stallone. Michael Douglas? That's Michael Douglas. Wow. Um, Ant-Man. First of all, I've never heard of Ant-Man. Okay. What do you think Ant-Man's powers are? Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could make the ultimate dad joke and talk <laughs> about how he's some extraterrestrial uh, exterminator of some way, <laughs> in some way. But um, he, there probably is going to be some extermination happening. Just not in the actual bug way. Okay. Um, I don't know. He can probably jump. He can probably see things with. Oh, see, his eyes are kind of anti looking. Okay. He's, they look a little buggy, insecty looking situation. I here. feel like I see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. Um, he probably has sticky hands and sticky feet, and he can like climb things okay. and like see Spider-Man. things. Well, he has a web. Right. But That's he totally different. He, he casts a web and like 
swings places. This okay. guy has no web. Okay, no webs. You're right about that, Lilia. Maybe he's good at getting on a sugar high. Maybe he mm-hmm. is. Maybe is yeah. he a sugar ant or is he a yeah. termite yeah. ant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a fire ant? Well, I'll tell you what. um, He's got red on his This movie synopsis that I'm looking at here on Netflix Mm -hmm. doesn't help. (laughs) Scott Lang and Dr. Hank Pym plan a heist that could save the world. Yeah. So there are no clues given. (laughs) No clues. But we are going to jump into this movie and we will be back in a little bit with Afterthoughts and... See how it turns out. Stay tuned. We are back after watching Ant-Man, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this one. So I'm going to work my way back around the room like we did at the beginning, and I'll start with Harper. Harper, tell me something that was one of your favorite parts of this movie. I love the narration parts. You like the parts when Luis is telling the stories and it's his voice over the other actors? Yes, with Stanley. And the part with Stanley. Yeah, I like the last narration part by Luis, especially the Stanley part. All right, Ren, what was one of your favorite parts of this movie? I like the Lily creepy train part where the the train was on the road. The Thomas the Tank. Yeah, it's creepy. (laughs) It is a little bit creepy with the big eyeballs. Um, Well, I kind of have an idea of where this conversation is going because we got a couple of good reactions as we watched the movie. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to mom for some instant reaction, quick thoughts as we finish this movie. My instant reaction is that of complete shock. I did, even when you said this is a Paul Rudd movie and I thought, "Mm, okay, well, last time I saw him, he was in Clueless. Um, he's cute, but what? I wasn't think, whoa, Ren, that's plugged in. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I wasn't as excited. I wasn't that excited. We've taken a long break. I kind of got into a place where it was a little bit, you know, meh on some. Um, I was blown away by this movie. I would watch it again right now if I didn't have a crick in my neck and I wasn't tired. I thought it was so entertaining. I thought that there were a lot of sentimental parts that I enjoyed. Um, the action was minimal. Um, and then when it was action, it was that really, really cool uh, Cassie's bedroom scene, which I just thought was so creative mm-hmm. how they did that. Um, so, yeah, overall, I say it was excellent. Absolutely. Um, I forget how much I like this movie. And we talk and we will eventually get to this as we wrap up this whole thing about, you know, what is our Mount Rushmore? What will our four when it's all said and done favorite movies be And this this is a, a dark horse favorite for me um, because of a lot of those same reasons you said. You know, Paul Rudd is fantastic. It's hard not to like him in pretty much anything. He's got that aw shucks, you know, likability, human. He's kind of, I say this all the time, but he's kind of the things we like in Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Like he does cool stuff, but he kind of looks into it most of the time. And it's a little bit of bravado and a little bit of swagger. And my first note says when he was leaving the birthday party, Cassie's party, um, after he's just given her her favorite ugly bunny. <laughs> and he just winks at her and truly, like, I felt myself smile. Mm-hmm. Like, that look that he gives her and just, like you're saying, just right. there's something about him that is just so likable. And he's just he's just great. And he made me smile That's many, right. many times. Um, so we have him. Yes, Lily. Um, I like the part where he appears in Cassie's room and she's like, Daddy, is that you? And he's like, hey, Peanut. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, so the, sweet. Co- the calling her peanut. That's a good, good nickname. Um, so let's talk about some other characters. Cause certainly characters do a good bit to drive this movie. Um, Michael Douglas, we get Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Yes. Um, fantastic was, character. Mm-hmm. I think he was casted perfectly. He looks good. Um, I was impressed with the age regression yeah, that they, they did, did the in the beginning of the movie. It looked like him. And I was sitting here thinking, is that what he looks like now? Like, has mm-hmm. he had a lot of plastic surgery? I mean, he looks good. But um, now, of course, I know that was all yeah, computer digitally done, mm-hmm. but it looked really good. And Absolutely. He, was, he was great. Um, so we have him. He was a great character. We also have Corey Stoll as um, Darren Cross, the bad guy. Uh, we know him, of course, from um, House, of House of Cards. That's right. He played the Peter, Peter in House of Cards. And so I, one of the fun things for me watching these movies is watching the people that I know are going to be in it that you haven't seen in a movie or seen in something. Or it's just somebody you know. And you're like, oh, hey, there's so-and-so. Um, I thought he made a good bad guy. I thought he, really he was, did. you know, believable without being over the top. He was burned by not, you know, being the son that Hank Pym never had. And I think he played that role really well. We also have Janet. Um, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she was in Lost. And um, I think she plays a good character as well as Hank's daughter. Janet? Mm-hmm. No, no Janet was Janet. the mom. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Janet was the mom. Hope. Hope. Um, Hope was her name, Hope Van Dyne. Um, and so that was another great cast decision. But I think the the star of the movie outside of the Paul Rudds and the other things are the three guys, mm-hmm. Luis, Dave, and um, I, can't remember. I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, the three sidekicks, Paul Rudd's buddies, the other ex-cons, um, they're just so funny. It's they have, hysterical. you know, the comedy bits. They bring so much of the humor to the movie. And like you said, you know, the Louise telling the story in too much details and it's just funny. They're just really funny. And backing up the other thing that I kind of noticed in the beginning when this is something we talk about a lot um, now in much darker context, such Mm -hmm. as the Sopranos or something. But this had that set up where you're rooting for the bad guys again. It's Mm -hmm. the bad. The bad guys are the good guys and the cops are the bad guys, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And of course we know that these guys are just trying to get by and, you know, they're loyal to the bone to each other. So they're trying to help each other out with getting these new tips and all that. But, you know, it's neat to see over the course of the movie, how this one opportunity ended up being something really positive for all of them. Um, So they weren't so bad after all. That's right. Bad guys with a heart of gold. And I just want to say, too, like, I know that we're watching a family-friendly series of movies, but it is so refreshing to see big faces and names like Michael Douglas and T.I. and Paul Rudd. And it's, there's no cussing. There's nothing that just makes you, I don't know, like, that you can sit and watch it with your family and it's just clean, but it's still really entertaining right. and sometimes i feel like some of the stuff you and i watch when of course they're not when the girls aren't around it's very entertaining but again for what reason because it's really scandalous because it's you know the language is awful or it's bloody or whatever and it just feels really good to be able to watch something and it'd be just as entertaining if not more without those dark elements of you know just 
just gore, just well, gore. I yeah. mean, you and know they what I mean? they make a really strong intention with all these Marvel movies. They're all PG thirteen, so mm-hmm. you know you can get the violence, you can get some language, but it's not a hard R. Now I take that back. There is Deadpool, which we won't watch for this podcast, um, and it is definitely an R rated movie, but it's just a whole different kind of thing. But you're right; it creates the opportunity to have a fun family viewing experience, to have something that can be enjoyed by with this group, the range of nine to 13 to 40 and Mm -hmm. 42. Um, So coming out of this movie, um, you know, great plot points. It definitely has some things that plug into upcoming movies. We do have the two post-credit scenes. We see Hope seeing the wasp wasp suit for the first time. It was originally created for her mother. I'm excited to see um, where that goes. And and we also kind of get the tease because they talk about the quantum realm, which is where um, Janet where, is. Where Janet supposedly and is. Where, and that's where Scott went. Yes. When, um, when, he, when he defeated shrunk. Darren, he shrunk so much that he ended up in the quantum realm. So that stuff is certainly going to come back in a couple of different ways. Um, and then the second post credit scene... Or will Ant-Man travel back there? Ooh, I guess we'll have to find to out. go and we? look, yeah. Um, and then in the second post credit scene, we have Buck, um, Captain America and Falcon with um, Bucky kind of in his arm in a little vice. They've got him captured, and they're having a little tidbit of a conversation about, you know, we can't, we're on our own. It's this whole deal. And then Falcon says, I don't know, I've got a guy. I thought that was a fun cameo because we didn't get all the other superheroes. This wasn't a big team up, but we get the scenes where Mm -hmm. Ant-Man fights Falcon up at the Avengers headquarters. Um, That was a lot of fun. So obviously... And and it's interesting too because, you know, I was paying attention when Dr. Prim... Pim. 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 I keep getting Prim from (laughs) Hunger Games and Pin... Is that his name? Pim. Pim. I'm getting confused. Anyway, uh, when he talked about how he spent his whole life trying to keep his technology away from Stark, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that is so cool to me because obviously Ant-Man is going to integrate into this League of Avengers. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just neat to, to realize that, you know, like Stark isn't the only technological genius and, you know, the whole combining of forces seems Mm -hmm. like a really neat. And they do a good job throughout the course of all these 20 something movies of again, threading it with the little bits here and there that pop up that then lead to the bigger team up movies and the ones that we have coming up in front of us. Um, So that leads us to just the briefest little part of a conversation about the next movie. Mm -hmm. The next movie is going to be cat. I mean, um, Captain America? Civil yes, War. Captain America Civil oh, War. Oh, you remember that? Um, I remember. I blanked on that for a minute. Captain America Civil War, which I know is a favorite yes. with the people in this household. Maybe only as anticipated as Thor Ragnarok being maybe the one in front of that one. Um, so Captain America Civil War is coming up next whenever we get a chance to do that. Um, there will be a lot of fun stuff in that and a, flat, a bring back to some familiar characters. You're going to get to introduce <laughs> to someone else. Fun, A couple of people oh, fun. Yeah. That you haven't seen yet. That I'm I think are they cute? Uh, they I like cute. the bad guy. The bad guy's cute. They are cute. They'll be Loki. No. <laughs> do we see Loki again? Do we, we do see Loki. Again? Yeah, Loki. We do have some more Loki yes. coming up. Well, um, it feels like you're trying to close this, and I have another no, comment absolutely. that I yeah, want to yeah. make. Um, 
this movie really, I've had this thought before, but this thought, this movie really impressed me um, because I just cannot even fathom like the level of genius that Stan Lee's creative mind was mm-hmm. able to go. I mean, it's one thing to slap some armor and pew-pews on somebody and make them fly and make them crash and punch and, you know, like blow up stuff. But like, it's an entirely different level of creativity that you know all these facts about ants and how they travel and that what their superpowers are. And you have this idea of someone shrinking and using that. It just, it was just, I can't say enough how impressed I am by this movie and, right. and by him and mm-hmm. just all the things he dreamed up. And these are only the things we know. Like, right. don't you know, he just had like journals and journals or typewriters and typewriters or whatever he did all his writing on. Like, don't you know, he had so much min- many more ideas, Absolutely. but we get the ones that, you know, made it. Yes. And I like the idea that, after he filled up one typewriter, he had to get a new one. So he had typewriters you know, he and typewriters. Wait, I mean, how many times did he mess up and have to yank that paper out and curl it in a ball and That's like right. throw it into the lake in Tuscany because he was on some <laughs> writing retreat? That's right. Um, no, you're right. And it is just the grand scheme of the amount of things that these guys created because he started doing this in like the 60s, like coming up with these ideas as comic books and characters and stories and worlds. And that's always been one of my favorite things about any kind of storytelling is the world building, like all the parts, all the rules, how it works. Well, and back to like saving the world, like every movie that we have watched has been about saving the world, Mm -hmm. like stopping this mass chaotic destruction from happening. And yes, that is what Dr. Pym Mm -hmm. was for but that's what he was he was you know trying to do that was the major mission but really it was this dual mission where um oh gosh what's ant-man's name scott scott wasn't even really interested in the technology he wasn't interested in any being a hero he wasn't interested in doing anything other than you got to do this for Cassie. Right. The whole movie was about him doing this for her. And I wish that they had given me like a little bit more repetition of the scene of him when he figured out that he could shrink and sneak into her bedroom at night and give her a kiss. Like I would have loved to have seen that like as like a sequence, like a, a sequence changer, you know, kind of like, thing. yeah, like, yeah, montage even because that made me tear up. That was mm-hmm. such a sweet scene. I, fully expected her eyes to fly open and for her to say daddy, but I don't know. It just, um, I just love that. I love, I think that's why I'm so attracted to this movie. It wasn't just about blowing shit up. It was, it was like for real, this daddy Mm -hmm. that loved his little girl and would do anything to get back to her. And that's a key part of that character. And so you're going to get more of that when we get to Ant-Man and the Wasp, when we get to Endgame, like Scott's relationship with Cassie is, a driving factor for him, not just in this movie, but, you know, going forward in the other ones. So you'll get to experience more of that, which will make you happy for sure. Um, Before we wrap up and before we, you know, preview what we've got coming up next, Harper, any final thoughts from you about Ant-Man? I just loved it. You just loved it? Yeah, it was really. Well, hey, everybody, this is Nick popping back in here at the end of the episode. I'm not sure what happened. We recorded, and you're going to notice that the audio cut out on you. 
Um, we recorded about 20 minutes after the movie, and for whatever reason, it only recorded about 15 of those 20 minutes. So you missed the last four or five minutes of us talking, wrapping up. Um, I think you missed us going around the circle and saying who everybody's previous favorite was and what their current favorite is. So I'm going to try and recap that for you real quick. Harper's previous favorite was the first Thor movie, and she has said that it will always and forever be the first Thor movie. Uh, Lily was also in the same boat. Her first, her favorite was Thor Dark World slash Thor. And um, she is sticking with Thor 1 being her all-time ride-or-die favorite. Uh, Renz was Captain America Civil War, and she waffled a little bit. She was really trying to figure it out because she did really love this movie. But she also decided to stick with Captain America Civil War. And then for me, Civil War was also, not Civil War, I'm sorry, Captain America Winter Soldier was Renz's favorite. And remains her favorite. And Captain America Winter Soldier to this point is also my favorite. I really do love Ant-Man. I watch. I like it more every time I watch it. And that doesn't mean that it may not end up on my Mount Rushmore by the time this whole project is said and done. But for the time being, it wasn't enough to supplant Captain America the Winter Soldier. So then we went to Mom. We asked her what her favorite was. Previously, it had been Guardians of the Galaxy she really loved that. Um, she had before that, her favorite was Thor for a good long time. But Guardians struck a chord with her between the music and the humor and it being so different set in space. Uh, but tonight, Ant-Man took over for her. She really, really loved this movie, which excited all of us. And it was fun to watch her joy as she watched this movie, as she had so much fun with it. Um, so that is her new favorite for the time being, at least until we get to her next favorite, whatever that might be. So I'm sorry you missed the last little bit of that discussion. It was fun. We enjoyed it. And um, as we said, the next one up is going to be Captain America Civil War. She's looking forward to that because she knows that we're going to get some more Ant-Man. We're going to get some other characters. But she's also really excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp, which will be two or three more movies down the line as well. So lots to look forward to. Again, sorry that we somehow had a glitch and lost the last few minutes of that recording. So hopefully this will get you the rest of the way caught up. And um, most of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Heroes of the Mom CU. We have so much fun doing this, and we appreciate all of you who support us. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Framie. Um, shout out to the folks that sent messages on Facebook wanting to know where are we, why haven't we done another episode yet. Um, we've just been busy, but here we are. We love the support, and until we are together again for the next episode, Avengers Assemble. <laughs>